Welcome to Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight. Feels good getting back in this seat right here. I'm Joe Chisholm along with Joe Chisholm Jr. right here in the Race Time Radio studio. What's going on tonight there, June Bug? How are you? Hey, rocking and rolling. Feels good, huh? It does. We're back. We're rocking and rolling. We're back for, what, 16 weeks in a row now. Uh, we're gonna be We're going to be rolling. Maybe no more, 20 weeks no in a row. No more preempted. <laughs> we're... Uh, we're we're back. We're back in the groove, and uh, uh, just like that, uh, the racing season has kind of kicked off again. Rolex Twenty Four, Chili Bowl—they're all in the rearview mirror. And uh, look what's uh, look what's in the windshield. We got the Clash coming up. We got the Daytona Five Hundred Speed Weeks. We've got you know tons of, of great stuff to look forward to. And of course, uh, on the short track side this weekend, a familiar name went to victory lane over at Speed Fest. Old Bubba Pollard back. Mister Bubba, he's Mr. back. Mister Bubba, yeah, good so stuff. It's, uh, you know, it, we're, it's good to be back. Um, you know, hello to all the truckers out there listening. Yes. Uh, lots of Canadian flags flying this uh, this time of year. Um, heading down over <laughs> towards Ottawa. <laughs> it's uh, it's quite a it's quite a time to be a Canadian, isn't it? It sure is. Let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight. We got a dandy dandy lineup for you here, my dad. Uh speaking of that uh Coliseum big dig coming up called the Clash. This is going to be totally different this year, Junior. And I know we're all looking forward to the Clash, the new format, the shorter, tighter track out in LA. Uh, to talk about that, we're going to get uh, right to it, right off the top of the show. And I couldn't think of a better guy to talk to uh, than how about a NASCAR Cup driver? Uh, so uh, we're fortunate enough. We're going to have Corey LaJoy join this uh, very program. Of course, driver that number seven in the Cup Series. Uh, you know, when Corey isn't behind the wheel, Junior, uh, you can usually find uh, Corey over on Sirius XM uh, NASCAR Radio. Uh, he does hang out there quite a bit. Uh, he also does his own podcast. Um and it's stacking pennies for NASCAR.com. But uh, it, we're fortunate tonight. We're going to have Corey LaJoy on this very program. And we're going well, to jog his memory bank just a wee bit. Of course, we're going to talk about the clash. Uh, that's the primary reason why we've got him on. But uh, you and I did some live broadcasting years ago uh, at Rockingham Speedway, back when the trucks made their appearance at Rockingham. Um, and, you know, there was a big URA race. A uh, big late model race, part of that big weekend. And it was Corey LaJoy that went to Victory Lane that particular day. And Corey uh, joined us live on air uh, back then. And we spent a lot of time with Corey LaJoy. And we had a lot of fun with Corey LaJoy. Uh, looking forward to catching up with him tonight and talking about the Cup Series. This is going uh, to be something off the hook. Yeah, definitely. Um you know, for a lot of years, um, the the clash, you know, obviously was a kickoff to Speed Weeks. Um, you know, it's it's become a tradition. Um, but o- over the past, I'm going to say, eight years, 
the clash really got watered down a little bit. You know, when it comes time for how guys got into the show, how they got into uh, the clash, you know, for a long period of time, the only way to get in was you had to win a clash or you had to get the pole. You know, the in the year prior, or win, did, w- did, win, uh, win a clash, or 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 get a pole. Well, I, that thought, was, I thought it was a, for the a, longest time. A cup win too. You know, when it was Bush it. clash, and right. then it changed into the Bud shootout. Uh, the only way to get in was you were a clash winner, or you were a. Uh, they allowed champions in, right. so there was a past, past champion, champion. Yep. and and there was uh, and there was uh, uh, the the pole winners. So that was the only way to get in. And over the past eight years, to get the star power of the guys coming in, you know, the girls coming in, the different things like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the the people with the big brands, they want them on the racetrack when the races are happening, and. Um, fans, you know, it's, fans want them there. Fans want them there, and and uh, really, it kind of lost its uh, its footing. You know, it became just a race, and uh, I think NASCAR. Um, you know, we've talked about it a lot this year uh, during the off season. NASCAR went out on a limb to try yes. to appeal to the base, try to appeal to the drivers, try to appeal to the fan base, uh, and try to create something that's standalone, that's unique, that's everything that, that uh, you look for in something that's iconic. And, man, we asked, uh, you know, I can't count the amount of times that I've tweeted something similar to, we need more short tracks, or more short yeah. tracks, please, or or can we please see more short track right. racing? Yeah, yeah. I love NASCAR Cup cars. I love seeing the big stars on, on the Saturday night short tracks, and... They outdid themselves. Yes. I am very excited to see what we are about to see on February 6th coming up at the L.A. Coliseum. Uh, you know, the, the, the venue itself is so iconic. Um, for them to pave the, the entire infield, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, create a wicked-looking little short track, um, and to see these guys put, you know, 700-horsepower, um, you know, just the the new car on a short track, um, you know, for no points and and to see what they're gonna do, I am so excited for it. And to be honest with you, you couldn't have asked for a better guest to get to talk about it than a guy who literally came up through the short track ranks, cut his teeth the hard way, made it to the cup series. But also has run races like Bowman Gray Stadium with a and N car. Oh yeah, right. And so very successfully, I might add. Exactly. So watch out, Corey so Joy is going to be a threat. He is going to be a threat. Yes, and, he is. And you know, it's going to be really neat. Obviously, there's a lot of talent that's going to be in the clash. Sure. Sure. Um, and you know, we we can't say he's going to go out there and dominate by any stretch, but he's going to be a threat. He's good when they go to Martinsville. He's good when they go to all the other short tracks. Yep. Um, when you look at a tough, um, you know, hard-nosed uh, racer on a short track, Corey LaJoy fits that mold perfectly. And uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what Corey can do. I know Spire is hungry, and the team that they've got assembled over there is hungry for success. And, and uh, you know, they've got, they're in a better place than they've been in, in you know, basically since their inception. So, um, Corey LaJoy, really excited to uh, to hook up and talk to him. Yes, it's going to be dynamite. We'll hear from Corey here shortly. Uh, also on tonight's program, of course, uh, we're all excited uh, to get to Motorama. That is the kickoff to uh, what we see on the short tracks up here in Canada. Uh, and it always happens in Toronto. 
uh, Greg McPherson, Inside Track, all the guys from there have put together uh, Motorama. Great car show. You get custom cars. You get uh, racing end of it. You get everything through uh, Motorama. And then, uh, sure enough, the pandemic came along. Another, uh, you know, the the variant, uh, Omicron came through. Uh, It looked like for a little while that it was going to wipe us out once again. And uh, lo and behold, it has moved the date, but that's all it's done. And Greg McPherson, Inside Track and Motorama, is going to join us on the show tonight. Always look forward to catching up with my old pal Greg, and he is going to get us up to date on everything Motorama. Uh, it is on, and uh, it's just that there's a lot of excitement coming down the pipe. And uh, we'll hear from Greg tonight. We'll also talk New Smyrna Speedway. I know the last time we were on the air said we got to get that Ryan Stevens back on here. Uh, I've been seeing, Junior, quite a few registrations for New Smyrna, the World Series of Asphalt Stock Car Racing. They do a great job with uh, when they get a registration in, they start sharing it, putting it on social media, get the fans in tune to who is coming. Uh, and the list is long. The pool is deep. It's going to be off the hook once again for the World Series of Asphalt Stock Car Racing. And tonight, Ryan Stevens uh, from New Smyrna Speedway is going to join the show. We'll also hear in hour number two from a, how about an Alberta racetrack, uh, Height Speedway. Uh, Ian Burgess is going to join the show. I believe he is the promoter slash announcer from Height Speedway. I knew there was a racetrack out near Grand Prairie. You and I, what was that, maybe, I'm going to say a year ago, year and a half ago, uh, we're poking around, and you said, hey, did you know there was a racetrack out in Grand Prairie, Alberta? I didn't. Uh, It is fairly new. It isn't a racetrack that's been out there for 100 years like most short tracks. Uh, It is relatively new, and I did not know that the Speedway name with Height height Speedway, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, and Ian Ian Burgess. H-Y-T-H-E. That's that's the way I've been taking it. Uh, Ian Burgess is going to join the show tonight, be his first appearance on Race Time Radio. And i got to tell you, I'm really excited to uh, catch up with Ian. I did see the Speedway uh, throughout the course of uh, the last six months on Rev TV Canada. They had some broadcasts on there from last summer. Great looking short track. We're going to talk to Ian tonight, find out more about the Speedway, and uh, talk to him about that. But, Junior, our first guest is up on the hotline. Uh, he does drive the number seven Spire uh, NASCAR. Spire, not Spire. Spire. I, I almost said Ken Spire. <laughs> and, and I got to qualify that. Yes, absolutely. Spire Fire Protection up here. Uh, the number seven Chevrolet. Uh, we've got Corey LeJoy with us on the hotline. What's going on tonight there, Corey? How are you, buddy? Oh man, just watching uh, my little my little toddler here tear up the house. I'm watching some football on TV. How you guys doing? Uh, doing fantastic, my friend. Uh, you ready to go, man? Uh, the Coliseum comes up next weekend. The off season, she be over. Yeah, I mean, I've been chomping a bit for the last couple of weeks. We've been uh, we've had an opportunity to test these next gen cars and get a feel for them. So I uh, cannot wait to get to the racetrack. We've got a lot of good things going here as a sport. Corey, the new car. Uh, we've heard mixed uh, mixed opinions, if you will, but the the pendulum is swinging over to the side where everybody's getting excited. How about Corey LaJoy? What were your initial thoughts of the new car, and what are you thinking now? Are you uh, as excited as you've ever been? I mean, I'm as 
I'm as excited and optimistic as I've been in my entire Cup Series career just because I think for the, the idea of what NASCAR was trying to do with this next-gen car is, uh, you know, I think going to help the smaller teams like ours uh, be a little more competitive more often. So I'm excited to see, you know, over the, over the next couple months and get a couple races under the uh, under the belt. But it seems like every time this next-gen car hits the racetrack, people get a little more and more comfortable with it. And fans get more and more accustomed to seeing it. Corey, it seems like every time a sanctioning body, it doesn't matter if it's NASCAR or the local Saturday night scene, every time a sanctioning body takes a step and makes a change, it kind of levels the playing field for a short period of time. And then and then once the, the haves figure it out, the haves have it and the, the have-nots don't, right? Um, when it comes time for the new car, it's not just a rule change. It's it, it's a fundamental change uh, within the sport and, and a fundamental change within within uh, the the entire you know being that is stock car racing. Um, looking at, you know, sitting behind the wheel and, and getting on, on the different tracks that you've been on so far uh, through the testing cycle, um, do you feel that it puts it all back in the driver's hands, or, or what's, the, what's the score on that equipment versus, versus driver scale? Um, I mean, it definitely swung the pendulum for way further back towards, uh, you know, putting it back into the drivers. But at the end of the day, the teams with the smartest people, working on the cars to figure out how to make them handle are going to run faster than the cars that, that don't have those. So, um, you know, but I thought that there was places last year with this previous generation of car, there was weeks where it was 90% car, 10% driver. Yep. Um, I think that it's going to swing the, it's going to swing that balance, you know, at least to 60, 40, you know, car to driver. And certainly for the first couple of weeks, when you know drivers can communicate with whichever ones can figure out how to make the most positive and concise feedback changes to their car certainly the ones that are uh, going to rise to the top and you know going into la uh, i don't think that the playing field has ever been more even um, in the history of the sport just because it's a track where um you know the the Aero grip's not going to matter. Your mechanical grip's going to matter a little bit, but it'll be really, truly who can get their elbows up and, and make some speed and, and uh, try to figure out how to keep track position and, and stay clean and stay stay straight all night. And, uh, that's why I'm so so much looking forward to it. It's a, a lot of uh, you know a lot of positive steps for the sport are going to be wrapped up into here this weekend in L.A. and uh, could it could change the trajectory of the sport for for a long time now obviously the the cup series back in the day from you know 1958 to 1971 they used to go to bowman gray stadium and and you know by all accounts everybody kind of looks at at what uh, the coliseum is all about and she's going to be tight it's going to be small it's going to be elbows up and it's going to be full contact <laughs> you know by the looks of it um, it's going to be, it's going to be true blue short track racing. And, and, uh, uh, you know, by all accounts, everybody's been, uh, chomping at the bit, excited to see what, what you guys are going to do. Um, but really the, the new generation of stock car racing, you can't really compare what, what is on the racetrack today to what they used to have back in the seventies. Um, really the new generation of a heavy stock car with lots of power that can stop and go. Um, really the only comparison that you have to a tight track like this is Bowman Gray. And Corey LaJoy, you're the only one with a victory at Bowman Gray with one of those cars. Uh, going back to 2012, I believe, 
at Bowman Gray with the K and N car, um, you gotta be you gotta be frothing at the bit a little bit because you you know kind of what to expect. Yeah, for sure. I, the first race there, um, I finished second to Matt DeVendetto. The next time I came back, uh, we ended up getting get my first career can win. You know, ahead of the likes of of guy. You know, Chase Elliott was there. Larson, I think he finished fifth or sixth. Torres, I mean. Pretty much half the cup field would have been in that race back at Bowman Gray back in the day. So uh, I have as much as much confidence as anybody uh, going in there just because uh, I, I kind of know what to expect. But this next-gen car is, is a whole other animal because um, you're obviously not going to be driving it to its maximum potential of grip and braking force and all, all the stuff like that. So it will be a lot of um, – there will be a lot of discipline – to, uh, to try to make some speed in that thing when you're not running to its entire potential. We're with Corey LaJoy here on the hotline, and uh, real happy to have Corey. Of course, we've got the clash coming up. Uh, NASCAR gets it back under the green flag ahead of Daytona. Uh, it's going to happen next weekend. Uh, you do not want to miss this. If you've been sleeping under a rock or, you know, out doing your snowmobile and stuff, and you haven't really been paying attention, thinking, well, I'm going to wait till Daytona. Uh, trust me when I say you're not going to want to miss next weekend's race. Uh, the driver entry list is uh, very deep. There's a lot of cars that are going to be at this race. Uh, Corey, uh, fr- like from a short track side, and I know it's a brand new car, and I know you've only got limited time in it, uh, but uh, the feeling of the car, it, was it a bear to drive uh, more so than what the other car used to be? Or is it easier to drive, maybe harder to stay down, but is it an easier car to drive? Oh, no, it's it's way tougher of a car to drive with you know, the lack of side force, the lack of downforce it makes relative to uh, the cars we had. Uh, it's definitely a lot edgier, um, you know, in, in the box of... Um, you know your margin for error is considerably smaller with the with the narrower sidewalls on those those new 18 inch wheels. Um, you know, so every element of the car is, is tougher and a finer line to to try to go and find that grip. Which I think, as a driver, we all are agreeing that 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 was a step in the right direction to put a little bit back in our hands. And and you can see the element of you know bravery kind of show up more than it had been in the years past. So uh, it's, there's a lot of areas about it that are safer in terms of just uh, you know impacts and stuff like that being able to withstand a, a t-bone crash or upside down but in terms of driving it with uh, the new rack and pinion steering and the wheels and suspension and everything that in the aerodynamic differences um it is it is a considerably harder car to drive yeah it's going to be off the hook when do you leave the house when are you heading for the track and when do you uh, sort of get uh, shop all set up for the coliseum Yes, yeah, so I'll be at the cup shop tomorrow doing the final touches on the thing before it heads west. I think the truck will leave tomorrow night or Tuesday morning, and I'll fly out and meet those guys on, on Friday afternoon, and we'll be on the track on Saturday ready to rock. Well, you know, uh, it, when, when you're not behind the wheel of that seven car, uh, I know you've been busy on Sirius XM NASCAR radio, uh, your regular appearances there, and, of course, uh, Stack and Pennies. How is the podcast coming along? Uh, what can fans look forward to uh, in between now and the next one? Yeah, so I, we're, we're recording the second one of the year tomorrow. It's on NASCAR.com, and it's certainly taking a lot of steam. 
um, kind of unintended. We we just we all knew what we what we set out to be, but I think it's turned into a little bit more than than we all expected it to. It, it gets a lot of listeners every week. Uh, just us talking to certain guests and a lot of the previous winners from you know the the weeks that we follow the races. Um, but it, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of great experience for me just to. Uh, continue to you know hone the way uh, I talk about the sport and how I see it as a competitor as well as somebody who you know gets to talk about it as well. So if anybody else wants to hear us ramble on for an hour or so every other week, uh, check out Stag and Penny. You know, I'm going to just jog your memory here a wee bit, take you back to Rockingham and you winning that late model race. Uh, can you remember sitting down with Race Time Radio, me and Junior, uh, after winning that big race? We had a lot of fun that day. Man, that feels like a lifetime ago. I, I, I was able to win th- three late model stock races at Rockingham in a row, so that place is certainly special to me. And I, I wish that one day we get to go back there and something and, and have some fun because that's definitely a uh, a unique track. Now, now, for the amount that we talk about that that event, that was so cool yeah. to see those late model cars. I I remember, you know, I, I had been to Daytona, I had been to. You know, I had been to quite a few different tracks, and I'd never seen a late model. You know, we pulled up through the tunnel and, and and you know, seen the late models on the track at Rockingham, and it felt like like they were doing 500 miles an hour. Oh, like it was yeah, the yeah. coolest sight, and and it had to be so much fun as a driver to be out there. And well, I, and really, when uh, yeah. when, when you look at the names that came through that, uh, there's quite a few names that were on the track that day that are now you know at the Cup Series level or 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 had made it to the Cup Series level, um, but uh, definitely was was one of the coolest events that I had ever seen uh, at at, a, at any racetrack. Well, yeah, for a 16 year old kid, I can promise you, it felt like you were going 500 miles an hour there too, <laughs> with, with as much with as much bumps as that place has in it, with the worn out worn, worn out asphalt, the the banking. Um, man, that place was a monster. But uh, luckily enough, I, I always ran good there. Uh, I think the only time I went there, went there and raced and didn't win, was in that K and N car. We ended up finishing second to uh, Tyler Reddick. So, and that was with the white um, 07, right? That was, yeah, yep. Yeah. So three first and a second wasn't a too bad a record there, Rockingham for me. Absolutely. Well, listen, Super Shoe, it's time to relive some of those memories from back then. And I got to tell you, Corey, we have got a pretty darn good record here on Race Time Radio over the years. We're celebrating 16 years now. Uh, when we get a guy on like you, uh, they, they, they've turned around and they've won, and we get him back on the show. So what do you say you continue that same tradition that we've had some pretty darn good luck with, and you go out and win this race in L.A. next weekend? What do you say? Would that be a great idea, and we'll get you back on here? Oh, for sure. That'd be a green, dream come true, and, and obviously a great way to start the year. But, um, you know, we're going to go back there with the reins pulled off and I'm ready to lay it all out there. It should be an awesome event. Now, oh, right, final question for you. you got to know this, too. I love watching your cars all last year. Had the big uh, headshot on there with the beard. What's on the hood? Um, nothing quite uh, that crazy. I don't think it's out yet. I think we're putting it out here next week. But, um, you know, it'll be. it's a partner that was on our car last year. It'll be back in, uh, this year as well. And we have a, a bunch of great paint keys coming up this season. Well, okay. The best way to put it then is stay tuned. Corey LaJoy, thanks so much for the time tonight. Do us a favor. Say hi to your dad for me, please. Uh, uh, I haven't seen Randy in a long time. I haven't talked to him in a long time. 
but we're going to have to do that. Uh, just be safe out there. Good luck in the race, and I know we're going to be uh, keyed right into that seven. Sounds good. Appreciate it, guys. You betcha. That's Corey LaJoy. You can catch him next weekend. Uh, it's all going to get back under the green flag, Joe. Uh, this is going to be a great race. That entry list, uh, it, it, have you seen the entry list? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's definitely stout. Um, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be more than exciting when you look at 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 you know the the track layout. I urge everybody if you haven't seen it yet. I know we're talking about a short track here, but we may as well be talking about the Walmart parking lot because oh. she's gonna be flat. Um, you know, there's there's looks like saying a staff. It is, yeah. It's it. it I I would love to see. I, I know that that we get to see the cream of the crop, right? I know we get to see the Cup Series. On that track, and we're going to see multiple races. There's going to be heat races and a feature, um, and just like it should be. That's that's the exciting yeah. part. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a true Saturday night show. Um, I really hope to see other racing at that facility. You know, I, I hope that I hope that you're going to get a chance to see like maybe like a SRL Super Late Model show there. Um, you know, a Canon West Series show. Those types of things, um, I hope that it's not just a one-and-done uh, type of thing because, really, when you look at the racetrack, it is really cool. Um, you know, the numbers that they've thrown around, um, you know, I, I think back to the article with, with, uh, with Bob Pockris uh, talking about the investment that NASCAR has made. They, they spent just yeah. over a million bucks, you know, building this facility. Oh, I wouldn't doubt um, it. But, really, when you look at the venue, you look at how many people it's going to hold, by the sounds of it, it's a, it's a sellout um, of – you know, close to 70,000 people. Um, it's in a hotbed. You know, L.A. LA for a lot of years has been in that top three for viewership numbers. Now, it's pretty easy to do because there's so many people, right? Right, but they um, love their short track, they, too. Irwindale, they, they think of all it. the short tracks Absolutely. out there. And you, yeah. look at, you look at Fontana. Uh, you know, you look at all the, the, the racing scene that is in that little corridor, and, and there's a tremendous amount of it. Um, and, you know, they're, they're kind of seething at the at the – they're kind of seething to get more uh, content out there. And, and uh, you know, I, I look forward to it. I hope that it's a good show. You know, it's pretty easy to do on a, on a real tight racetrack to put on a stinker and, <laughs> and have a caution-filled race or, or don't have the excitement level that you, that you hope to see. I think that these guys are going to go out there and put on an honest-to-goodness show. I think that they're going to they're gonna be elbows up. I think there's going to be hurt feelings. And I think there's going to be a lot of really neat storylines heading into uh, Daytona and, and uh, you know, the, the traditional qualifying, traditional 150s and then the Daytona 500. I think you're definitely going to see some really interesting storylines come out of it. Well, remember now, we've got Brad Moran, which is the Cup Series director. Where did Brad Moran come from through his career? Came out of Barry Speedway. We're talking about a flatter track, a short, short, tight track. Same kind of track that Brad came from. I wouldn't doubt Brad Moran will be champion in NASCAR. Uh, and, you know, like he doesn't do all of it. But I can tell you what, he's going to have some say in the future how things uh, are sort of laid out. I would imagine you can bet Brad would have uh, his vote in there for having more short track races. Let's get this one under our belt. Let's see what it looks like. Uh, I can just about guarantee you, though, this one is going to be off the charts, uh, and the 2022 season is going to be underway on the stock car side of things, and how cool is that? We're going to hit a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some more excitement up here in Canada, Motorama, 
it's not canceled. Motorama is coming at us, and we're going to talk more about that with Greg McPherson Inside Track. We'll get the details on all of it next, right here on Race Time Radio. Hi, this is Brian Mercer, driver of the number 81 Science Boring Late Model. Listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast. you're listening to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today, race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Race of Champions, live on Rev TV. See some of the greatest drivers in the world battle it out in identical cars to prove they're the fastest racer on the planet. Race of Champions, Snow and Ice 2022 on the frozen Baltic Sea, 60 miles from the Arctic. Rev TV, now on free preview. Contact your TV provider today. Race Time Radio to go. Streaming live or on demand at racetimeradio.com. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store. You can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. Cold temperatures mean we light fires to warm up or cook on, sometimes even to survive. Quick, quick fire starters are a must in your kit, in your sled, ATV, or vehicle. Quick Quick just may save your life if you get stranded this winter. Enjoy the winter. We're Canadian. And so is Quick Quick. They're available online. Go to quickquick.com and they ship to your door. Quick Quick fire starters. They work. Got all Chase Elliott. He gets turned into the outside wall. Holy cow. The thrill of the race. You just never know how it's going to play out. Insider access to the drivers. We'll roll with it. We're enjoying it. We'll, we'll collect as many trophies as we can. Uh, let's go finish this thing, baby. It's a new normal. Better figure it out. XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Thank you. You are the man. Taking you all the way to the track and back. It's Race Time Radio. Sirius XM 167. Now, here's Joe. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio tonight, live on Sirius XM Channel 167. Canada Talks, so glad you're along for the ride tonight. What do you say we get back to the hotline, Junior, and welcome in our next guest and uh Greg McPherson, Inside Track Motorsport News, has got the low down, the skinny on everything Motorama. Just uh, when, when, you know, I heard people talking. They were saying, oh, Motorama is going to be done. It's going to be down. It's not, it's not going to happen again this year. 
baloney. Uh, Motorama is going full steam ahead. It has moved the date, but Greg is the man. He's got all the details that we're going to want to know tonight, and let's welcome him into the show. What's going on tonight there, Mr. McPherson? How are you? Hey, loving your show, and thank you so much for having me on, guys. You betcha, Gregory's. Uh, how was the holidays? Let's start there. How were uh, how were the holidays? You have a good time or what? It, it, it was all good, but uh, like you were kind of referencing there a little bit, it was it was a bit of a tense time because, uh, man, uh, we were all thinking, you know, it was getting close, and with the lockdowns happening again, and our show originally scheduled for uh, middle of March, we were getting nervous. So uh, with our partners at the International Center, um, it, I don't know, it was like a Rubik's Cube or musical chairs or something. <laughs> um, a lot of the shows were looking for new dates to move back a bit. And uh, thanks to them, we got we got really lucky. And so we're going back seven weeks, and our show will take place April 29th, 30th, and May 1 at the International Center. You know what, Greg? That, that, that could be a blessing in disguise, right? Like, uh, you know, when you look at history... And we can go all the way back, if you want, to performance world way back in the day. It always historically took place at the uh, right around that first week or so of March. And, you know, you, you went to the show. Uh, we all gained momentum. We all uh, started seeing one another, you know, the short track community, uh, the drag racing community, uh, car guys in general all got together. And uh, it gets all the juices flowing. Everybody's, you know, excited. You're in the city. Uh, we, we used to, every now and then, uh, on that weekend, you would have some decent weather. Uh, we, you know, we'd stand outside out the back there. And, uh, man, you could feel the sun. It was warm. And you're, you know, just longing for the day to get to the speedway. And, uh, you know, we'd hit the end of the show. We'd pack up, move away. And uh, lo and behold, you'd have to sit on ice for another month, month and a bit before you even got a chance to head out to an ice cold practice day. In this scenario for 2022, hey, we got a really good opportunity to go right from the show to the short tracks. And I'll tell you what, that's got to mean a huge bunch to absolutely everybody. This could work out really good, man. We think so. The reaction's been absolutely amazing. So the one little thing is... um couple of the tracks, I believe, you know, Flamborough, they, John, they start really early anyway. So, a bit of a conflict with him, but uh, for the racers, I, uh, you know, from those tracks, most of them are free and clear. They don't start for weeks or, you know, a couple weeks later anyway. But uh, we think there's the potential for more cars than ever, like stock cars and uh, road racers and drag cars, to be ready than usually traditionally have been in mid-March. So, really hoping that, you know, everyone's eager to get back at the show. That's the sense we get, and that there are a lot of cars ready. So, uh, and, and like you were saying, too, the show is so social. <clears throat> a lot of times, you know, in this case, we haven't seen each other since fall specials, if we were at, you know, Autumn Colors or, you know, Frost Oberfest or whatever. So banquets were canceled this winter. It's just such a social thing for people to get back and see their friends that they haven't seen for six months. Yeah, and in this industry, especially in these changing days, uh, you know, announcements we're finding are coming, uh, you know, at, at different times. Uh, you know, things are stutter starting and, 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 and stepping when, when possible. Uh, kind of cool to see the numbers are all starting to drop here in the province and really on a national scale. Uh, that's all good news. We're going to need all of this to be done and gone 
uh, hopefully by the end of, you know, February, the end of the, the beginning of March, something like that would be kind of cool yeah. to uh, for us to go back to life as uh, as normal, as usual. Uh, and I know, Greg, you guys, the amount of work that it takes to put on Motorama uh, is is huge. It's monumental. You spend a lot of time doing it. Um, and usually you're coming right off the holidays and hard at it. Is it going to help you in any respect, Greg, uh, that, that you got a little bit more of a runway now? Is it going to help uh, maybe lend itself uh, to uh, maybe different things that we're going to be able to see at the show? I, I think it will. And uh, if we were, we were kind of, not to say a total holding pattern, but just, just maybe. It just like usually as soon as we come back from Christmas holidays after the new year, it's crazy. Everyone's like, okay, thinking about next season now, let's book our space, let's register our vehicles. And with Ontario in lockdown, it was a little, it was slower than usual. So we've lost that little bit of a period, like I guess most of January, but now that we've made the date change, word's getting out, we're doing all we can to promote it, change all our documents and such. Um, yeah, we're I think we're like 90 days till opening right now, and... Uh, that's possibly more time than we usually, you know, are full out preparing for it. So I, I can see that. Like, it's, it's, it's you know, all things being equal. Like, everyone's eager if, if there are, you know, no more variants. And, like, I could see it being the best show yet, like, in terms of people being eager to get back, the timing of having the racing community. And uh, that's, that's another thing. So, we, you know, we're all from a racing background. It's a hot rod show and custom cars and tuners and all that. But, uh, like, our, our hearts are in the racing. And to, to have everybody come out and have the tracks participate and have such a huge show of fans show up to get schedules and talk and, you know, series have meetings there. Like, we just love that, you know, the show is kind of the kickoff of the racing season. Absolutely. Greg, uh, um, you know, I don't think we've ever talked about this on the show. Uh, I know we've definitely talked about it, uh, you know, just in passing and, and with uh, other people, but... Really, if we hit the rewind button and we go all the way back to the beginning of this lockdown, the beginning of this pandemic, if you will, really, it was the weekend of Motorama. And, and it was the weekend of Motorama um, that, that everybody was notified, hey, look, this is coming down the pipe. We're going to lock everything down. We're going to shut everything down. Everything needs to close. Uh, you guys were technically moved into the show at that point, right? Every everybody had kind of yeah. moved into the international center, and and Motorama was was on, but then it was off just as fast. Um, take us back to that. You know, as an organizer, you you pour everything into it. It's not just a two day event. It is a three hundred and sixty five day event for you guys because you put yeah. so much effort in. You 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 have to get so many ducks in a row in order to make that show come to life and and be as successful as it is. Um, but take yep. us back to the that, moment the, where oh, where they that was crazy where like they you said say, you're shutting it down. Like we do we do the racing magazines and programs and things through the year, but. Certainly, we dedicate a lot of time. You know, I'm all summer now. It was like members of our team. We go to, you know, car shows all over the U.S. We go to SEMA, PRI, making connections for, you know, vehicles to come, for celebrities to come. And, uh, gosh, for that 2020 show, we had Chip Foose, who was like the whale ever since we've, you know, from overhauling. Ever since we had had the show, he was the guy, the target to bring. So we had him lined up to, to come. And then I guess it was about the move-in day that might have been the wednesday or the thursday and the nba announced they were shutting down and it was like uh-oh and the dominoes started to fall yep and 
but we were, we were still open. We were committed to going. We took measures. We had cleaning stuff in place. And, you know, I, I don't think masks were a thing quite yet, but, like, we had protocols in place to keep the, everyone safe. And um, But it, it was gorgeous. The show was amazing. Like, it was, the, you know, we, we joke or cry. It was the prettiest show nobody saw because the, the vehicles were incredible. It's like, it, it was so good. But, uh, yeah, then it started to fall apart. But then it was very strange because you could go down the street to the uh, – the casino, the province casino, or you could go to the museum or movie theaters. They were all still open, but we somehow the word came down, and I don't know who made a phone call, but someone told the international center, "What's going on in your building? Shut it down." So no. uh, that was about that was a Saturday night, and that was it. So we we did the shutdown Sunday, and the word was two weeks to flatten the curve, and we all know how that worked out. But uh, anyway, yeah, it was. It was crazy. It was, it was kind of heartbreaking. Like it, like you say, it's so much work. But, you know, you guys come from a promoter background. You can plan the biggest, huge race weekend of the year, and it pours, right? And yep. it's just yep. gutting, and it's not fair, but it happens. And you just do your best to hold it together and then try again when you can. Yeah. Well, Greg, here's the way this is going to unfold now. You got bit on the way into this pandemic. You know what? This everything owes you guys and hopefully you guys profit from the outgoing bound of this one. And uh, we yeah. get people that are just dying to get out and see cars, see race cars, see custom cars. And uh, guess what? We're all going to meet at the International Center at the uh, last weekend in April. Uh, that's where everybody's going to yeah. be. And if I just uh, so yes, yeah, if, if we've got tickets for sale already and info on our website. So if you go to motoramashow.com. And again, like for your audience, like I, I couldn't believe when you said you guys were on 16 years. It's just time flies, and that's yeah. amazing. But, uh, you know, it's it's an annual thing. We love seeing you guys. You're always welcome. And uh, for the racing people, like we got the Stone Ridge Racers Corral. That'll be jammed. Got a stage in there. You guys are welcome to participate. We want to get all the radio hosts and podcasters to do a stint on the stage through the weekend. And then one of the coolest things involving racing at the show is the Fast Eddie Night of Champions. So that'll be on Saturday night, the 30th, and champions from all disciplines. So stock cars, drag racing, first time this year, it'll be road racers included as well. So if you want a series or a division you know, on a track in last summer, full season points thing, last summer or even in 2020, I know a lot of series didn't, their tracks didn't, you know, uh, announce champions or, you know, identify champions. But right. even if you won one in 2020, you can in about a week's time, you can come on the website at motoramashow.com, register, and you'll get a plaque and be there among, you know, the 100-something other champions there on the Saturday night. And so, uh, you guys do it upright, Greg. Uh, and kudos goes to uh, you and your full staff. Uh, you guys really do it up well. And, uh, you know, it's an honor. Uh, the champions from the short tracks, uh, maybe, you know, at times, and especially through a pandemic season, didn't get what they were owed either. Uh, it'd be a good way yeah. for everybody to stand up and be counted, correct? No, no, that's a special night. It's, it's like banquets are fun, and you go, and like the four or five people who won championships, you know, they're honored in front of their fan, friends and families and crews. But, uh, boy, when you're up on that stage and it's, you know, a couple thousand people looking at 100 champions and, you know, getting interviewed and talking about how they, they won, that's, it's, it's, I don't think that happens anywhere else in the world. Like, I don't, I don't know. But it's, it's an amazing thing. And, and uh, yeah, it's like the show's a crazy amount of work, but it's, 
it's like a lifeline. The fact that we got to move it back, we're going to the end of April. It's, it's we're all so excited because uh, it's it's what we love to do. Okay, now let's set the pointers out. If you're an exhibitor or you want to exhibit, you've got something that you want to showcase at the show. Where do I go? Where do I go if I've never been involved? How do I get involved? Sure. So uh, the, the best thing is, is just give us an email. Send us an email, right? Info, I-N-F-O, info at motoramashow.com, and we'll be right back to you very quickly with some options and, uh, you know, in terms of placements and pricing and that sort of thing. Um, people can check out. There's lots of information on our website, motoramashow.com. There's a tab there called Exhibitor Info, and that's got a lot of stuff that people can check out and links to send us email. So, uh, yeah, it's, whether it's a car owner, we're going to do in the, the Mayhem Rockabilly Room, there's a pin-up pageant, like just uh, all the stuff that we did and people loved before, it's, it's all going to be back. Yeah, and if history has showed anything, as we get closer to the show, you got to really keep your eye out. Join the mailing list because uh, uh, I, I know Greg from watching it. Releases come out of you like uh, like sometimes two and three a day are, are flying yeah. out of you as things get closer to the show. And uh, you got an uncanny way of making the next one a bigger bomb show than the last one you just dropped. Yes. And so we're, we're working hard now to line everything up. We never say anything until things are done. But uh, we've got some neat things in the work. So uh, stay tuned to the website and our social media feeds. Uh, very active on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. Too cool. Now, uh, final question for you, and then we got to rock and roll. How is the next issue looking for Inside Track? What do you got coming out? Oh, excellent. So, uh, yeah, during the winter, we'll do a special issue where it's a lot of the champions. So people who won titles last year, it's not about the season or a review or anything. It's uh, interviews with champions and about their seasons and their plans. So we call it the champions issue. And then just a you know, racing that's gone on in the meantime and any news and things looking forward. So we literally, I think I've got two pages to finish for the issue, and it's going to press tomorrow. you got to love it. We'll all be looking forward to that. Do me one favor, because I know you see him all the time. Uh, when you see that Dave Franks, uh, say hello to him for us, will you? Absolutely will. And, and I spoke to Sue just on the way in, and little Joe, just awesome. You guys are great longtime friends. Thank you. You betcha. Greg, you take it easy. Oh, oh and when you spell Joe, make sure it's uh, Joe with a J, okay? All right. I'm only kidding you. Eric, you know Always. I'm kidding you. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Greg, you have a good one, uh, and say hi to the whole crew, will you? And I know we look forward to, uh, if we're not in BC, we will be at Motorama. You know we're going to be there one way or the other. Fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on, guys. Hey, and one other thing, it, it, calling me Little Joe is like calling him Joe Jr. <laughs> Listen, I, I go back looking through old pictures from uh, Performance World, and there's you near your junior lay bottle. You're, little, you're always Little Joe. Yeah, and he'll always be Little Joe. That's, That's what right. I say. And you'll always be Joe Sr. Oh, you're oh, mean. How'd that feel? Hey, kids, I'll tell you, Greg, you got it coming. Your kids are getting older, too. This one here, when they get old, uh, there, there's nothing, though, even though he's... Uh, you know, the size he is now, a two-by-four will still take him down. <laughs> Always. But I, yeah, the problem is if I don't hit him hard enough, he's going to get me. So uh, That's right. That's I, right. I, I, oh, I refrain from that. Card. I see his pictures <laughs> of his little squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> you betcha. Greg McPherson, have a good one. Inside Track Motorsport News. And don't forget about Motorama. Motorama coming up at the end of the month. Have a good one, Greg. Awesome. Thanks, guys.
And we are going to hit a uh, quick break here. We'll be back in just a shake. Hey, race fans, it's the 82 Fortinos Dodge, Dave Conley from Ottawa, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. Check us out at a local school. Go to fuelforkids.ca. From coast to coast, 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 to coast you're listening to Canada Talks. To Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers, get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Is it your job to light the fire, the campfire, or maybe you're like me and you heat your home with wood? You need to use a quick wit. These fire starters work, no paper or kindling, and presto, your fire is going every time. No toxic fumes, just warm, enjoyable flames. You can get them online. Go to quickwick.com. Quickwick, they work. Lead singer of Great Big C, Alan Doyle. There's a song on the, the, on the record called Back to the Harbor, which is the title track that I actually sing with my dad. And then the one you made reference to, the Back Home on the Island, is, is one of the songs that really I, I always reference it as an old Ron Hines, a famous Newfoundland songwriter song, but it was the words could have been spoken out of my father or or my uncle's mouth, you know, it's like a, it's just it's one of those perfect paintings. Sirius XM Channel 167. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination, is on free preview all February. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how two programs and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Now, a flashback in Canadian music history. Here's Eric Elper. Rush holds a special place in our hearts and in the record books. They've sold more than 40 million copies around the world. They have a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and Officers of the Order of Canada. And they've released 24 gold records and 14 platinum albums, placing them fifth for the most consecutive gold or platinum studio albums by any rock band. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Rev TV Canada. From the high banks of Daytona to the snow banks in Canada, we cover it all. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, Al. Woo, shake and bake. And here on Race Time Radio. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So much fun. Great catching up with Greg McPherson, isn't it? Uh, inside track, those guys do a great job on that magazine. Uh, let me see here. We got uh, Motorama. That's coming up. Um, you know, a lot of the racetracks, Junior, have got schedules launched 
Um, yeah, some of them still say tentative above them, but they're going to say tentative until uh, just before they're printed. Um, but there is a lot of action so far. Uh, of course, uh, we weren't on the air last weekend, but the weekend before that, uh, if you happen to have missed the big news, uh, Trevor Siebert was on the show uh, from, of course, Penticton Speedway, Area 27 as well. Uh, but Penticton Speedway, to be exact, a big, big announcement that was made. Uh, they have got a, a race that's going to happen in the spring. It's going to happen April 29th and 30th. Uh, it is the Rattler 300, and it is going to pay big money. Uh, it's going to be a huge, huge race to kick off uh, Canada's racing season. Uh, it's going to be massive. Uh, and uh, we're in talks with them right now. So hopefully uh, we'll have more on that as we go along. Uh, I can guarantee you we're going to have more of uh, on the competitors. I was texting earlier uh, with um, uh, Brandon, and uh, we're going to have him coming up on the program. Uh, we're going to check in with some of those BC competitors and get their thoughts heading into this big race. That's uh, going to be huge news for them. Um, and uh, it's going to come up April 29th and 30th um, at Penticton Speedway. And, of course, they did a lot of reworking of that speedway last year. Um, it, it's going to be one that uh, Trevor wants to build that into, uh, like an IWK 250 that happens at Riverside. So uh, he, he wants it to be historic. He wants it to be um, uh, traditional, uh, like every year. Annual, I guess that's the word I'm looking for. An annual race, yep. An annual race, and uh, I believe uh, the announcement was $10,000 to win, and he's going to pay good coin all the way back. So uh, they have got calls from Ontario already, from uh, uh, Quebec. I wouldn't doubt by now they've got a couple kicking the bushes from New Brunswick or Nova Scotia, uh, of course, B.C., uh, south of the border, there's interest and uh, for good reason. Uh, it's an early spring race. The weather out in B.C. at that time uh, is really good. Uh, should be dry. Could be cool. But that's good for the cars. Um, and it's going to be a full house. So, um, you know, I, we're, we're really looking forward to that. That's uh, what a great way to kick off the year. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be a good Good race, and, and uh, definitely it has the building blocks to become one of those iconic, uh, you know, crown jewels here in Canada. It's uh, It's got everything that you could want. Uh, some other news wanted to cover off. Um, you know, over the last, we, we had a couple of weeks on and off, right, back and forth. Right. Uh, MBS Motorsports. Uh, Daniel Bois is going to be behind the wheel of a NASCAR Pinty yes, Series car. Yes, yes, yes. Um, as well, uh, some news that came down the pipe. You might have seen it on our release. Uh, Raphael Lassard going to be uh, partnering with Ray Coutremanche Jr. Uh, for a team uh, that is going to be entering in the NASCAR Pinty Series as well. Uh, Shay Gamel as well, big release that came out. Uh, Shay Gemmel, um, of course, had a uh, North Country landscaping uh, right. on his car for a long period of time. Uh, it's got a completely different look uh, rolling into uh, the 2022 season uh, with uh, with a bunch of partners that uh, are iconic with the series. Yeah, uh, incredible. Uh, we were going to try. Uh, we, uh, we were hoping to have Raphael Lazard on. Uh, finally did get in touch with him this afternoon, and uh, he is in cell hell so uh he said joe can't do it this week 
Uh, it wouldn't work out very good anyway. The cell signal would be going up and down. So we'll work on that. Get Raphael hopefully on the show next week. And uh, we'll touch, t- touch base. We'll get Ray on the show, too, one of these nights. Uh, we haven't had Ray on this program. So, uh, oh, I also wanted to add uh, Rev TV. Kudos. Got to go to Rev TV for picking up coverage of the 24 hours of Daytona. Yes. Uh, it, coverage went from 6 a.m. this morning uh, right to the checkered flag and beyond. Uh, just a good job by uh, Mike Darrow, uh, Eddie, everybody at Rev TV. They're really, really working hard at getting us programming that we all want. And uh, i.e., that was another one of those ones. If you're up here in Canada, uh, you couldn't get coverage of it, yeah. uh, other than the beginning was on uh, NBC, if you were lucky enough to have an affiliate out of the U.S. Uh, so uh, just way to go, Rev TV. Monster Jam also coming to Rev TV. And how about the Race of Champions? You want to check that out. Get to Rev TV Canada. Uh, get to their website and have a look at the programming that they've got coming up. And I might add, there's going to be some more real cool programming uh, that is going to come up in the rear, real near future. Uh, and we'll have lots more about that. We'll try and get Mike Garrow on this program maybe next week and uh, see if we can shake him around a little bit and find out what else he's got coming up. Um, but uh, that that is some tidbits for you. Uh, we are going to throw it back to Toronto here in just a few moments uh, for the top of the hour. Uh, got a little news highlight package if you happen to have uh, you know, missed your news over the last hour. Uh, we're going to get you up to date on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. It'll take 90 seconds. And then Junior and I are going to be back with you for hour two tonight on this show. Uh, and coming up in hour two, we got Ryan Stevens of New Smyrna Speedway. We'll talk World Series of Asphalt Stock Car Racing on the other side. And uh, we're going to talk Height uh, Speedway out in Alberta. We got Ian Burgess going to join the show. Uh, racetrack just outside Grand Prairie, Alberta, uh, Height Speedway. And we're going to get you the lowdown on everything about that speedway. I happened to see it on Rev TV Canada and uh, thought, wow, where's that little racetrack? That's a beautiful track. Lo and behold, it is just outside Grand Prairie. So uh, we got Ian Burgess coming up and we're going to talk to Ian about everything. Um, I just also want to remind you, if you were driving down the road next weekend and, uh, you know, you can't be in front of your television for the uh, for the clash, don't forget about Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, right? Channel 90, uh, every single NASCAR major event is on Sirius XM Channel 90, uh, and you won't miss a lap. So I uh, just thought I'd throw that in there as a reminder, uh, just so you don't miss anything that you want to catch, uh, and that is all your NASCAR. Uh, we're going to throw it to you, Scotty, in Toronto. We will be back in 90 seconds, or maybe even a tick less, for hour two tonight. Stay with us. We'll be back. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, channel 167. Race Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. He gets turned into the outside wall. Holy cow! The thrill of the race. He's way sideways.
You just never know how it's going to play out. Insider access to the drivers. We'll roll with it. We're enjoying it. We'll, we'll collect as many trophies as we can. Alright, let's go finish this thing, baby. It's a new normal. Better figure it out. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Thank you, you are the man! <laughs> We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio. With the two Joes here on Race Time Radio. On Sirius XM 167. We're Canada Talks. And just like that, hour number two begins tonight on Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in. Uh, don't forget, you can, if you happen to have missed the show uh, and you want to have a listen to it again, uh, you can do that anytime. Just go to racetimeradio.com and uh, we've got it archived right there. Uh, or you can go to iTunes. That's another quick and easy way. We want to uh, welcome our listeners on the performance motorsportnetwork.com. Uh, they also re-air Race Time Radio a couple, three times a week uh, so that anybody uh, that happens to have missed the live broadcast on Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern, is able to get it, Junior. Absolutely. Uh, some other news that came down the pipe is the uh, OSS. We, of course, had the GM and managing director on the show uh, that was two weeks ago. Um, they came out with a new presenting sponsor, and that's automotivefluids.ca, and as well, One Stop Automotive. So um, hats off to those guys, adding in a presenting sponsor of the series. Uh, as well, you know, they released a couple other contingency award sponsors that have stepped up, one being White Motorsports, the WMI, uh, and a few more as well. Check them out on, on Facebook. You can see. You got to love it. These guys are digging. And that w- what a great series. Uh, good to see that they're, uh, you know, having success and they're uh, going to grow here in the province of Ontario. Uh, they do 100-lap races and... Um, uh, the cool part, Junior, and we used to broadcast their races. We did one year, uh, and that was all uh, thanks to uh, Dave Conley. Uh, he wanted to make sure that the OSS was going to grow, and that particular year, grow it did. And we For broadcast sure. all their races. And, uh, man, I'll tell you what, got a brand new uh, respect for them. Uh, those guys, uh, did they get it on? They get it on real good. 100-lap races, you don't know who's going to win that race until the last race, or until the last uh, lap, I can guarantee you that. Kind of cool stuff, but uh, what do you say we get back to the hotline there, Junior? And uh, uh, New Smyrna Speedway, we're all jacked for the World Series of Asphalt Stock Car Racing, and no better person to talk to in the world then Ryan Stevens, right from New Smyrna, and we got him on the hotline. What's going on, Ryan? It's been a while since we talked. Hey, guys. It's great to talk to you guys again. Thanks for having me on. How are things? I hear you're shivering down there, you poor guy. Man, it, it's been cold, but I, I can't complain. Uh, I'm sure you guys are dealing with the, the snow and all that stuff. So, yeah, it's been cold. We've actually had to turn our heat on the last couple of nights, but... Uh, but we're just getting the blood thickened up for speed weeks, that's all. Ah, that's what it is. You're getting all the cold stuff out of the way because uh, when you get all those race fans and all those race teams down there, uh, it won't matter what the ambient air temperature is, the action on the racetrack is going to be red hot, I can guarantee it. Exactly. 
Exactly, exactly. Once those cars get out there, and I'll be excited to build for speed weeks. As long as it's dry, we don't care what the weather's like. <laughs> exactly. So uh, the holidays uh, are, are all clear now. Uh, Christmas, New Year's, all in the past. Uh, the Governor's Cup uh, is, uh, or pardon me, not the Governor's Cup. That was before the holidays. The Red Eye. The Red Eye took place. How did it go, right? Um, it was pretty good. You know, we, we had a good night of racing, a good clean night of racing, to be honest with you. Bubba Pollard came out and won the uh, super late models. Brad May won the pro late models. So the stars were out for sure, and they put on a good show and um, had some people come out and learn some things for Speed Weeks. And like I said, it was a good clean night of racing. So nobody was uh, torn up after Red Eye, which is a good thing. Well, you must have got Bubba all excited because he went out and won again this weekend. Uh, the successes sure continue did. for that dude, right? I'm sorry? Yeah, the successes for Bubba just continue to mount up. Yes, they do. And, and like they said uh, to him yesterday, it's like, you know, are you back? And he's like, I didn't go anywhere. He just he didn't get to race as much as he wanted to last year. And they switched manufacturers. And um, he's not currently entered for World Series, but if he were to pop in for a race or two, you know, he'd be one to beat. Well, and it wouldn't surprise anybody on the property if Bubba showed up. Uh, it'd be kind of cool, and uh, it wouldn't be out of the ordinary for him to take notion and say, okay, uh, time to get down there to the world's fastest half-mile racetrack. Uh, you know he likes going fast, and that's what that Speedway's all about. At New Smyrna, oh, yeah. uh, cars fly around that joint. They do. It's, it's fast, and she's old and mean, and she'll reach out and get you. It might, uh, might intimidate a few people, but... If you can uh, take the victory there, man, I mean, like Richie Evans said, you can win anywhere. Ryan, so far, you know, just scrolling through the uh, through the entry list, there, it's it, you know the reason why we talk to you every single year is obviously the uh, world of, or the the World Series is a, is an iconic race, but it's also because there's always a tremendous amount of Canadian content, um, you know, on the racetrack, not just in the grandstands, uh, but but also on the racetrack. There's usually a handful of Canadians that uh, that make the trip down. Obviously, the last couple of years it's been difficult with the the border being the way that it is. Um, you know, being closed uh, for for year number one of the pandemic, year number two, uh, we've seen a couple of entries and and a couple of people that that had the opportunity to uh, you know uh, bend the rules or or get there however they could get there. Um, and and this year it looks a lot more promising for the ability to get across. There's a lot more ability for these teams, and there's a lot of momentum heading into it. So far on your entry list, um, I've seen three Canadians, and that is Wayne Smith, Corey Hall, and um, Jerry Artuso. Are there more um, Canadians that, that maybe haven't been announced yet, or, or am I off on my count? Yes, I actually do have some news, and I specifically wrote down the drivers that I know are going to be there uh, since I was talking to you guys tonight. Um, you got Jerry Artuso, you got Corey Hall, and I'm glad you mentioned Wayne Smith because that was a uh, nice surprise on the sportsman entry list that just came in a few days ago. But I've got two more for you. Nice. Um, in the pro late model ranks, the Canadians are going to represent very well there. Um, driving for Jamie Skinner and the RCS team, we have uh, Jean-Philippe Bergeron and Matthew Kingsbury wow. also running. Speed Weeks as well, and they're not yet on the entry list because I just got those names this weekend, and I haven't had a chance to 
sit down and update the entry list, which I plan to do tomorrow morning. Both of them, stout competitors uh, from the Quebec, from the Quebec, from uh, Quebec, uh, um, uh, you know, from from the Quebec late model scene uh, as well. Kingsbury's got a handful of starts in the NASCAR Pinty Series. Uh, those are definitely names that are going to be very well represented and, and in equipment that uh, uh, can get the job done down there. Skinner brings uh, a rocket ship down there to Speed Weeks every year. Oh, he sure does. And they were out for, uh, both those drivers were out racing Red Eye to kind of get a leg up on the competition. And that prolate model division, um, it's really blossomed the last few years. We had a big turnout last year, and it's really growing this year, and it should be right on par with last year. And we got drivers from, from everywhere. And it's great to see, you know, at least as we speak right now, four Canadians on the list. Uh, you guys will definitely be wanting to pay attention to the prolates this year. Yeah, it's going to be off the hook. We are with Ryan Stevens. Uh, New Smyrna Speedway is where he calls home. Uh, right every year uh, for Speed Weeks, we see the super late models. Uh, we'll see the pro late models, crate late models, call them what you will there. Uh, we see, uh, you know, the modifieds, the Florida modifieds, the NASCAR tour type modifieds. And then, you know, years we've seen uh, wing sprint cars, uh, 360 cars, and we've seen uh, some of the old hobby stock uh, type cars, um, the, the the vintage cars. What what all you got lined up this year? That is uh, on top of what we normally see, or the staple. Uh, you know, the, the 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 four main big ones being the super late models, the pro late models, uh, the tour type modifieds, and the Florida modifieds. What are fans, or what can fans look forward to seeing throughout the nine nights of racing? And keep in mind, we only have 50 minutes here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there, there's a lot, but I'll, I'll get to some of the, the highlights on some of the you know bonus divisions, if you will. The 602 modifieds are coming back down. Those are the, the tour-type-looking modifieds with the 602 motors. They came down last year kind of on a whim and had a great turnout, so the track invited them back, so they'll be... Uh, racing for three nights starting, I believe, on the uh, the Sunday, the first Sunday, and then there'll be Sunday, Monday, Tuesday for the 602s. Uh, we're going to have the Arkham Menard E-Series back. Uh, they had a crazy race to start their season last year. They are back on uh, February the 15th. And then really the, the big one, the, the big new item, the hot ticket item, of course, is the first ever NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour 200 which will be on uh, Saturday, February the 12th. I mean, that event, people have been wanting a tour mod. I mean, we've had the tour mod there forever, but they've been wanting a wheel and tour mod race, a series race there for years and years, and there's been talk of it, and it's finally happening this year. And I think that is what has people so very excited for this year's World Series. Well, that definitely changes the, the game, right? When when you talk tour-type modifieds, it's always like a preseason event kind of for them, right? But it seems like every single year... Now, don't get me wrong. You always have the A-list... Um, you know, tour type guys there, right? There's always a handful of the the A listers, the, yeah, the, the guys, Hirschmans, you know, uh, yeah. yeah, the Hosfelds, the you know, the the Silks. It seems like every single year you always have a bunch of the 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 A listers, but it seems like there's always a handful of A listers that sit on the sidelines as well. You know that 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 you know the, the, they get ready they only race the tour and or they only have the the you know the the funding put together for the tour or or you know they're only going to put together a handful of of special events throughout the season um this kind of ensures that you're going to have all the a-listers roll in through the back gate right by having a tour date and that's got to be why everybody's so excited oh 
100 percent i mean we've been we've missed just uh, justin bonsignor for the last couple of years for speed weeks he just kind of focuses on on the tour and uh you know he'll be down there for sure for the for the big race i know nascar's working on compiling the full entry list but from what i'm hearing there's going to be upwards of 25 30 if not more than that for just the tour mod race and if you look at our entry list we've already got close to 40 planning to to run races during the world series so who knows how many of the tour mod guys that weren't thinking about coming to the regular world series might stick around the race a few nights now yeah and it's cool too i might add uh any of the listeners that have not followed new smyrna speedway on social media go to their website uh ryan you guys do a great job of posting the names as they roll in or you know you're doing announcements all the time um and, and it's really cool to see uh, it doesn't matter where you are here in North America. I can just about guarantee if there is a hot shoe that, uh, you know, runs at your local racetrack that's in a uh, pro late or a super late or, a, a, you know, a tour type modified or a, a, an all pro modified, they're called up here. Uh, you can almost guarantee if they're a hot shoe, they're going to want to make tracks to New Smyrna Speedway. And uh, it's pretty cool to see all of the hot shoes banded together and get them on that half mile speedway all at one time it is incredible it's dynamite racing uh i've been seeing it forever and uh you know there's going to be new fans again there this year just thought i'd throw that out there for any of the listeners that may be new uh and you know maybe not never experienced new smyrna speedway in the world series of asphalt stock car racing this is something that, you know, if you're a short track fan, you really got to put it on your bucket list to go do. This is uh, going to be a good year to go do that. Absolutely. It's such a national event. You have people coming from everywhere. And every year we, we get our guys that we can expect to be there year after year. And we get so many new people. And that's what makes the social media posts a lot of fun. It's a lot of work to keep up with that and a full-time job and all that stuff. But learning about these new drivers coming in and seeing where they race or, you know, what they do. Um, and learning about them helps me prepare, and it helps uh, get the word out on who's coming to race. And I've got such a backlog; I'm hoping to get all these out before we start racing. But uh, yeah, it's going to be incredible. And uh, the good news for you folks up there this year is, sounds like y'all will be able to watch because we're going to be on Flow Racing this year. I was just going to ask you, what do <laughs> yeah. we got for TV coverage yeah. this year? That that that's huge news, and that's good news to hear. Yeah, that's something that they just kind of finalized because for a while it was, well, it, it might just be the tour race. And then we're able to get it worked out to cover the whole week. So uh, you guys can follow along on Flow Racing. I'll, I'll tell you, right now it's 150 bucks up front. So you get a full year. They cover the NASCAR Wheeling Tour. Um, I, I don't know what they have up in, in, in y'all's region, but I'm sure they have all kinds of great racing up there that they cover. Uh, they do Thunder Road. They do Stafford Springs. So it's a little bit up front. It's not the, you know, five bucks that Track Pass was last year or whatever, but it, it's definitely worth it. And it's way cheaper than traveling all the way down to Florida if you're not able to make it for 150 bucks. You can watch every night and a whole year of great short track coverage on flow racing. I could just about guarantee about 85% of the Canadians who love motorsports is already a part of flow racing. They uh, right. they definitely do a tremendous job uh, with everything that they do. 
um, you know, looking back at the at the rave reviews that Flow Racing got uh, for the uh, the Chili Bowl uh, leading into uh, all the preliminary events and all the things that they do throughout the year, uh, just a, a, a an amazing uh, you know platform, and they've done a, a really good job at growing the base and, and creating something that is uh, that is really special. And and looking forward to seeing what they bring to the table because really not to say that that it has needed anything over the past years. I've loved the coverage from New Smyrna Speedway since day one that they that they brought a camera down there. Uh, but it seems like every year it has got better and better, you know, with cameras positioning and uh, multiple cameras and infield reporters and all the different things. But Flow Racing, I feel like they're going to step it up a bunch and uh, uh, they bring a, a different dynamic, a different feel, a different uh, overall. Uh, you know, picture dynamic uh, to the racetrack and a different vision, um, and uh, it'll it'll definitely be worth the hundred and fifty dollars all day long uh, for anybody who wants to uh, to tune in. That's uh, that's amazing news, Ryan. Looking at uh, at Speed Weeks, uh, you know, it, it's it's coming. It's coming at you like a freight train. Um, differences for you this year over the past years. Uh, what's the feeling like, uh, you know, on the grounds of the racetrack? What's the feeling? What's the talks like heading into it? Obviously, you're you're the hype man. You got to be excited about it. But but oh, what I'm, is different? I'm, what I'm what sets excited. this year? What sets this year apart from from all the other years? Well, this year is this going to be the biggest speed weeks ever. And I don't just say that to to be a hype man. But we had some races last year that we weren't able to get in some of the bigger marquee events because of the tire shortage and this and that. And they've been moved to Speed Week. So, like with the super late models, um, we have the uh, Clyde Hart Memorial that's running, which normally runs in July. That got pushed all the way to Speed Week this year. So, you get the Clyde Hart Memorial plus the traditional Orange Blossom 100. So, there's two 100 lappers for the super late. We have the NASCAR Wheel and Tour coming in for the, the modifieds, which is a huge deal. So, that's got everybody just not only excited, but on our toes to make sure we're, we're doing our best. The place is. It, it, it needs a little bit of a you know fresh coat of paint, and they're getting everything ready to go. Uh, we have the ARCA series coming back in, and, and that's exciting. They put on – it was a wild show last year, and we're glad they're back. Um, every division has a big race. If you go look at the schedule, uh, if, you, if you like a certain kind of racing, whatever it may be, that division is going to have a highlight night. Um, every single night – one or every night of the nine nights has a big race. It's just – it's huge. It's like I said, the biggest ever, not just because the tour mods are coming in, but because of all the races that kind of got pushed into the World Series this year, just making it big for everybody. Again, Ryan, for new listeners, I got to put it out there: uh, camping. Is there camping available? How does someone secure a camping site if they decide, hey, we're going to go to Speed Weeks, we're going to go down there and check it out, we want to camp right there? Can they do that? And how do they go about it? Yes, we do have a campground on the facility. Uh, we have a big open lot, and uh, it is, it's first come, first serve. That's how it's always been. Uh, so if you drive on down, it, it never really fills up to capacity. Um, obviously, if you try to come late in the going, you know, it might be tough to, to get the exact spot you want. But we do have um, uh, primitive camping available on site, 30 bucks a night. So if you want to tow out, you got to you know, a generator and all that, you'll, you'll be all set. But it is, it's primitive camping, but we do have a, a camp lot available. And like I said, it's first come, first serve, open to everybody. So what is night one of the World Series? And what, what annual year is that now? I've got two shirts oh, upstairs. Goodness. I want to say it's the 38th. 
I got the 38th and the 27th or something like that. The sweatshirts that I've got. What is it this year? Is it probably like, like the, the hundred hundred and fifteenth thing? Hundred fifteenth. You it, are it a feels smart like guy. My hundredth, and I've only been there for five years now. And I, man, I think it's like fifty six or something. Yeah, or the mid fifties. So, um, somewhere around there, I guess. Hey. Somewhere around there. I should I should know that, but I get so wrapped up in everything else now I, that slips my memory. But uh, it all starts. It, I'll, I'll tell you now for those. Uh, maybe wondering. It uh, it runs from February 11th through the 19th, nine straight nights of racing. Uh, big races going on every one of those nights. It all starts at 7:30. Gates open at five. Um, coverage on Flow Racing. And uh, let's see. On opening night, we start off with some uh, super late model racing, pro late models. Uh, we have the Florida Modified Sportsman and the Bombers, who the little four cylinder cars, who pretty much stole the show last year. So don't sleep on that class either. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And the only other thing that I know I can add right now, uh, something that Robert Hart has told me for the last, I don't know, 28 years, the beer is always colder at New Smyrna Speedway. And he proved it to me a whole pile of times, buddy. Oh, we'll have plenty of that. And One of the best parts about Speed Weeks is, yeah, we get great racing on track, but it's hanging out afterwards and getting to meet all the, the people that aren't normally there. I've met so many great guys. We've I think I told you this last year, but we have a guy that normally comes down, and we call him Canada because he, he has such a good time. And that's that's all he can tell anybody. Is, I'm down from Canada to enjoy the races. So we, we have a great time, not only on the track, but just with the, the, the festivities around the event. Well, you guys definitely treat everybody like uh, they're, they're a brother, and uh, we surely appreciate it. Ryan, oh, uh, we still have time uh, before everything gets underway, and I know I want to get you back on the show for final updates before the green flag goes in the air at New Smyrna Speedway, but we surely appreciate your time tonight on Race Time. Uh, it, it, we're all jacked up. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, may, maybe, just maybe, we're going to be able to cut out of here and get down there for a couple of nights. I, I wouldn't count that out, bud. Yeah, we, we'd love to have you. And if you're able to make it, make sure you come say hi. I'm, I'm pretty much stuck in a stationary location all night, so you'll know where to find me up in the tower. But, uh, it's always great talking to you guys. I love doing this every year. And um, if we can make it happen, feel free to call as we get uh, closer to this thing. And I'll, uh, I'll open it. This is the 55th, 55th annual oh, it World is. Series. 55th. You looked it up. That's, I, I wasn't listening to a word you were saying. I was Googling. <laughs> I was Googling. 1967 was year number one. Uh, and Junior Hanley oh, probably cool. won it. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Uh, and you were you were probably what like 35 hey, 40 years hey, old. Hey hey hey, relax you. Like <laughs> Ryan, do me a favor, say hello to Robert Hart and uh send him our best and we will uh be back in touch with you before we go green. Sound good? Absolutely. Thank you all. Have a great night. That is Ryan Stevens. He is New Smyrna Speedway or at New Smyrna Speedway. Uh always a wealth of knowledge and uh gets us all that information. Uh, hopefully everybody got a little bit of something out of that interview. I know we do. Uh, I, I get great enjoyment out of talking with Ryan and uh, looking at that speedway. I absolutely love that place. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to go to Alberta next. It's going to be Height Speedway, and it's just outside Grand Prairie, Alberta, a place near and dear to our heart. We'll be back. <laughs> Hi, this is Dwayne Morgan from Yellowknife. We're all listening to Race Time Radio. Quinn, you get back to work.
Sports Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Andy Gadish, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. For two decades. Hello, fellow Americans. The artists who make history. It's the music that keeps me going. Oh, yeah. Have made it. Here, we live 20 years of Sirius XM with performances, interviews, and magic moments from Taylor Swift, Paul McCartney, Bruce Springsteen, and so much more. We're going to do some acoustic versions of songs off of Lover. 20 years, 20 defining moments, one collection, only on the SXM app. Thank you so much. All North Racing, only on Rev TV. Contact your TV provider. Comic and impressionist, Rich Little. I imitate a lot of people on radio. You know, people listening thought they were the real people. So they wanted to meet Elvis and John Wayne and Jimmy Stewart. And so they all came down to the radio station and they said to me, Oh, Rich, when you walk out, they're going to mob you. And, um, of course, there weren't any. It was just me. And somebody said, there's nobody. It was just Rich Little. And I walked out and got booed. <laughs> Canada Talks. Sirius XM Channel 167. Sunday, February 20th. The Daytona 500 is coming to Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. A victory by mere inches. The most revered race of the year. This has this aura about it. Starts a new season of NASCAR. And with it, the much-anticipated next-gen car. How your race is going to be different. 40 drivers, unlimited excitement. Charging to the inside. And one place to hear all the action. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Channel 90. Streaming on the SXM app. Free for most subscribers. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to meet you. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination, is on free preview all February. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home, from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Twitter's a great race fan tool. But I promise you, nothing feels better than a good yell. Now, back to more Race Time Radio with Smokin' Joe and Junior. And I'm not really good at this Twitter stuff. Uh, I have trouble just <laughs> dialing a phone, you know that. <laughs> uh, Eddie, Eddie, you remember the night we did that, Junior? Can you remember that? I can't. No, we did. Uh, uh, this is our 16th season of Race Time Radio. Um, and uh, I want to say, Junior, that was uh, right around... Uh, 2011, uh, 2010, 2011, we followed the full NASCAR, um, the, the full NASCAR, uh, Canadian tire series. It was called at that time. It is the Penny series today. And, um, we started going live from more than just the studio. 
uh, I got some road equipment, and we started going live and doing shop tours. I didn't go to that shop tour. Oh, you didn't go on that one. I didn't. I went to Steckley's. And oh yeah, I yeah, went yeah. to DJ's. Uh, no, you went to the twenty-seven. We did the twenty-seven that year, and it was Dave Jacobs. Dave Jacobs, that's yes. right too. I yeah, went yeah. To DJ, or I went to uh, uh, Andrew Rangers, and it was Andrew Ranger and Jacobs had somebody else that year too, um, part time. Did he? Yeah, and he was go go I Canada think it was racing. Eighty-eight. Well, yeah, it was at that it, time. Yeah, it was part but, of that uh, deal. Anyway, with Steve Meehan. we were at uh, Jason Hathaway's, Hathaway's and uh, Ed. Ed, um, Ed Hackinson. Hackinson. Yeah, yeah, from uh, Fast Eddie. Ed, hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. Sure. We had a lot of fun that night, and we got to do that again. I know I've been saying it, and we haven't done it. Uh, I told Scott Steckley a number of times, Scotty, we're going to come to your place, and we're going to do a live shop. And he said, for sure, when he built the new race shop. He said, guys, come on, come on. And I kept saying, yeah, yeah, we'll do it, we'll do it. And we never did it. Uh, at least we haven't done it yet. Uh, that doesn't mean that we're never going to do it. Uh, we just haven't done it yet. We're going to do more of that in uh, 2022. I got a sneaky suspicion we're going to get out and move around a little bit more. Uh, we got to wait till the weather's conducive. A uh, lot of good stuff happening for the NASCAR Penny Series, Junior. And I know uh, you're in it pretty heavy. You were a spotter for Andrew Ranger. Um, what, what are you hearing? Like, I know we're hearing some new driver announcements. Uh, we're getting some, you know, some new guys coming on or not new guys, but, uh, some different guys going to different teams and stuff. Uh, we're hearing a lot of news though for NASCAR pennies, and I know we're going to do more with it as time unfolds. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of interesting news, uh, both, uh, on the background side of things, um, like with the, with the technical director by the sounds of it, uh, with the, the different personnel uh, that run the tour, um, by the sounds of it, there's going to be some changes on that front. Um, but really when you look at it, the Pinty series is in a really good spot, uh, for, I would say the first time in the past 10 years. Um, and and the reason for that is because a lot of companies it t- costs a lot of money to go national, right? Oh yeah. So it doesn't matter yeah, yeah. if you're going to go NASCAR Pinty Series or you're going to do anything national uh, in the top three series down in the U.S. Obviously, it's exponentially more down there. Um, here in Canada, though, um, obviously the lockdowns have been a big thing, right? Oh yeah. And and all real the killer it, well, a real killer, but to a lot of the publicly traded companies. Um, that can afford to do this deal, right? Right. Um, they've had budgets the last three years that have been allocated but not spent. Um, now, that being said, a lot of the companies just don't have, you know, three years' worth of money saved up <laughs> because they take yeah, the yeah. money and they, they put it in the places where they need it. Right. That being said, though, they have not been spending like they had been the previous five years before the pandemic. Well, they couldn't. Exactly. They couldn't. So, yeah. so you know, a lot of them, you know, that would be sponsors of, of whether it be the CFL or whether it be lacrosse or whether it be, um, you know, indoor sporting events like, like hockey or um, concerts, you know, those types of things. Um, a lot of that money in experiential marketing, which is what really a, 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 a race team feeds off of, is the experience-based dollars that those guys spend. Um, it didn't get spent and, right. or, or didn't get allocated. Um, and, um, now with everything loosening back up, um, because those companies have not had 
the opportunity to do experiential marketing, right. they need it, right? That is that is how a company educates their customer base on what their company does, right? right? It's right. Uh, you can see the logo all day long on a Facebook article, or you can see their logo all day long on a TV ad, but it doesn't necessarily educate you uh, on on a specific promotion or on a specific thing that the brand is doing, or or you know, it doesn't it doesn't put product in somebody's hand. Yeah, it doesn't engage anybody. Exactly. Doesn't doesn't yeah. inspire them to go to the store and, and buy it or, or go to, you know, the, the internet and search them for their services. So it uh the experiential portion is really important to these companies. And you know, the the, the overall grand scheme of things I said there was going to be interesting things come out of this pandemic that would be in the positive category for the motorsports world. And I honestly, truly think that that is one of the positive things. Because you look at the companies who are coming on board, you look at the the drivers and and the people who are able to find the dollars and cents to make this deal work. Right. And I think you're going to see 20 to 25 cars at every race next year. And I think you're going to see more than that at some of the mar- marquee races, like the uh, Trois Rivières, like the Indy in Toronto. Uh, Oshweekin looks like it's going to be a barn oh, burner with, be with like well over thirty cars. Yep. yep. Um, and uh, you know, I think that that puts the Penny Series really in a really good place heading into twenty three and twenty four. Well, we'll see as time unfolds into twenty twenty two. We got lots coming. Uh, with the NASCAR Penny Series, as we do all the racetracks and different series across Canada on a weekly basis. But what do you say, Junior? We get back to the hotline and welcome in our final guest of tonight. I can't believe how fast time's flying along. Uh, but I've been looking forward to getting this guest on for probably a month. His name is Ian Burgess. He is with Height Speedway, uh, and it is just outside Grand Prairie, Alberta. A beautiful short track out there, uh, and Ian's on the hotline. What's going on, Ian? How you doing? I'm doing well, gentlemen. Thanks for having me on, and uh, this is this is pretty cool. This is pretty awesome for our our little gem of a speedway up there in northern Alberta. Um, just yeah, great to be on with you guys tonight. Well, welcome to race time for the first time, and uh, that that's on me, man. Uh, I should have had you guys on a long time ago, uh, but you know what? It, it, that's all water under the bridge. We got you on now, and uh, we definitely want to find out more about Height Speedway. Uh, it, it, you got a cool-looking racetrack. First, when was that speedway built? Yeah, so we used to have a, a dirt track in, in Grand Prairie, and, and unfortunately, it's the story of many racetracks, progress came. And so in 1992, that track shut down, and uh, we had a, a board. So we're a nonprofit club-run facility, and we had a board of, of members that, that set out on the hunt to find some land and, and the funding to build a new speedway. And um, finally, in, in 1995, we were able to kick off uh, our, our opening events at the Heights Motor Speedway, and uh, we were able to host actually the Cascar uh, West Series then. And um, it was all due to some of some of our great guys. We had uh, Mark Woldenberg and, and Roy Lintz and the, the Clark family, the Works family, and uh, Rick Peterson um, actually grew up in Heights. And, and some of your your listeners probably know that name, Rick Peterson. He's now co-owner of uh, McLaren Aero McLaren S. Um, started up there racing with us in, in Grand Prairie in the Heights Motor Speedway, ran some cast car, then went on to Formula Atlantic, and, and now he's the part owner of that, that uh, IndyCar team, which is pretty cool. No kidding. Isn't that uh, pretty amazing, the roots of, uh, uh, of where a lot of, uh, well, let's face it, uh, if you're in this sport, chances are you started out at your local racetrack, and you've grown from there, right? Yeah, totally. And that's something where, 
we're really proud of at our track. We've had, you know, Rolly Lint, Rick Peterson ran the old cast car days, and now we've got a, a young, he's young, he's, he's not as young as he used to be, but he's younger than me, and a uh, young driver, Jamie Krisik, who runs in the, in the NASCAR Pinky Series here, and uh, spent some time running down in the States in the, used to be the K&N Series with Bill McAnally, and, and it's cool, we got lots of young drivers at our track that are, are kind of, you know, making their way up. We start uh, we have a small dirt track just outside the main facility where drivers start at five years old in we call the mini sprints, the cage cart kind of thing. And, um, you know, they, they do that for, uh, you know, not eight or nine years. And they, when they come onto the big facility, they have more experience already than most of us did when we started racing on the big track. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, I, I got turned on to High Speedway uh, just this past summer uh, watching Rev TV Canada. And uh, sure enough, I, I see one of your races on Rev TV, it was the All North, uh, and we all know that uh, you know Mike Garrow and everybody at Rev TV does a great job of uh, you know getting short tracks from across Canada involved and and through that different product. And you know, I was watching it and I'm thinking, where is this track from? Uh, and and we pride ourselves on knowing pretty well every speedway across Canada, and we've had pretty well every speedway representative on this very program over the last 16 years. And, Ian, you guys were missed, quite simply. And when I was watching it some more, I I heard part of your commentary. I believe you were the announcer on the broadcast I was watching. And sure enough, I went, Alberta. And I got to uh, having a look around, and sure enough, uh, right outside Grand Prairie. Uh, A beautiful-looking racetrack. Uh, it's bigger than a quarter, isn't it? A little bit bigger. Yeah, we're a, we're a high bank three eighths. Um, about where I was debating with the, the crew tonight. I think we're about twelve degrees in the corners and, and about eight degrees on the straightaways. Um, two true two groove racetrack with even some room on the outside. And so those of you that got to see us on on uh, Rev TV, you'll see that we've got cars that run side by side all race. And um, you know we we had a, a, some amazing events this year and. I want to say a huge shout-out to uh, CIA Solutions, who did our live stream and, and got that to Rev TV. But we had uh, our Super Nationals event where we feature our IMCA Modifieds. Um, and this year we had the, the, start, the Street Stock Border Challenge. We had 29 Street Stocks show up from all over Western Canada, from as far as Regina in the, in the east and Penticton in the west. So it was a really great event. And um, it, it is a jewel up there. And, and it, you know, we, we, do, we do need a little work on the, on the surface eventually here, but... Um, sometimes we don't realize how good of a, a place you have when you're there every day and every year, but it is truly uh, a gem in Western Canada. Now, do you see the likes of uh, like Chris Reed or his brother, uh, the Robbie Towing guys? Uh, I, I know they're out in Grand Prairie. I know uh, I, I follow them along. I've broadcasted uh, many, many races from Canada's East Coast. Uh, and you know those that Chris and his brother are out there. Uh, do they pop out to the speedway at all? Are you familiar with those guys? Does uh, not too familiar with me, but um, we, we do have you know we, we do have a, a lot of a lot of people that come out and are a part of it, and it's a it's a great event, and we we draw from all over. Where Heist is actually it's about forty five minutes outside of Grand Prairie, and it's on the Alaska Highway, so we get a lot of. Uh, traffic in the summer, people heading from the states up to Alaska stop in, and and we got lots of room for for you know um, no you know just camping and people will stay for the weekend. Um, we always run two day shows because we 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 hope to invite out of town cars and give them two days of racing and and it's a, we know it is a lot of miles to haul and but it's it's a lot of fun and it's it's 
truly that, that club run facility. That's how I ended up eventually in the, the announcer's booth. It was, we didn't have someone that day. And so they stuck me up there. I'm a, I'm a high school teacher by trade and I guess I'm used to talking to people. So they threw me up there and, um, it's a lot of fun and, and it's a truly a, a family event and we camp out there as, as families on the weekend and have big potlucks and all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's just a ton of fun. Well, you do a good job behind the microphone as well. I watch those broadcasts. They're very watchable, uh, very, uh, very informative. You do a good job now. Uh, and, and it was modified. So it was street stocks that I was uh, seeing on those broadcasts that I watched. Um, and, and like the, the, the Reed guys are late model guys. Do you run late model races? Do you have a late model class uh, there at Height Speedway? We don't have a local class. We did a few years ago. We had a, a sportsman division, which was um, the same guys that would run the West Car. We've hosted West Car numerous times, and um, it's it's a, a thing about just having enough interest in the area. Um, I think we've been really close the last few years on on nailing down a West Car show again, and I think that'll be something that we we work towards here in the future. And um, but we have uh, yes, yeah, so we've got our mini sprint class. We have a junior senior division. They start in age five and run up to fifteen, and then. We have we call them our starter stocks. This your your bone stock V8 class, and then a street stock class, which used to be kind of roughly based off the IMCA stock rules. Uh, and then we have our IMCA modifieds, and we've been sanctioned with IMCA Canada uh, since we started in 1995. Absolutely, those modifieds did a whale of a job, I might add too. You got a really good car count there. Uh, you got a lot of very competitive modifieds that fly around that speedway. Uh, how is it looking for 2022? Yeah, pandemic out there as well, and we're all coming down off of it. Uh, how are things looking for 2022? Yeah, things are uh, things are shaping up good. I think having those big events that we had last year and getting some of that exposure nationally with Rev TV and that, it, it's looking good. We actually, as crazy as it sounds, um, the pandemic actually helped us a little bit, and, and, and I know most tracks will say not a chance, but... What happened the first year of the pandemic, we only were able to run two weekends, but um, most of the tracks in northern BC ended up closed all year. And so we had a whole bunch of BC guys that said, we just want to come and race. And, and you know, our rules weren't, you know, we, we thought they weren't that close. And we just said, oh, whatever, come up, let's have some fun, let's have uh, put on a show. And so we ended up with 18 cars for our street stock show, and, and it was amazing. It was close. Things were, were competitive. We had, you know, one of their guys finished the weekend in first. One of our guys was second. And, and we went started thinking, like, maybe we don't have to get everyone on the same rule book right away. Maybe we can host these invitational events. And, and you know, things are pretty close, and it'll work out. And so that grew into last year. We had the Street Stock Border Challenge where we had a three-race championship between Kings Park Speedway and Regina, the Heist Motor Speedway, and uh, Wine Group Speedway. And we had, yeah, we had 29 cars showed up to our, our Street Stock event. Um, and this year, um, it's growing more. So this year, that border challenge is actually going to be Medicine Hat, Regina, and, and Saskatoon Wine Group. And we're going to join in with the Tri-City Series, which is Prince George Speedway, um, Thunder Mountain Speedway, and Williams Lake, and Gold Pen, and Quinnell. So it's going to be, again, we're hosting four weekends, so eight events. Um, and our, our, our big event is the, the September long weekend, the IMCA Super Nationals, and that'll be our Street Stock Invitational. And also we're excited again to have the Anugas Compression Canadian Super Truck Series join us in August for two days. And, and they're just a whale of a class to watch, too, with some really great close racing and, and you know, big names. For a long time, Wade Lee ran in that series, former cast car driver that, you know, they know how to get themselves around the track pretty good. Oh, yeah. I, I've seen those super trucks. Uh, seen them out in Vernon, I want to say, uh, when I was out there 2010. 
uh, watched the, uh, the the super trucks. Got, got a bunch of interviews after. Uh, I try to remember the name of the guy that went to Victory Lane. It was uh, quite a while ago now. Uh, but I'll tell you what, some great racing. And uh, well, hey, that it, that's what it's all about, right, Ian? Working together uh, for the common good of the sport. And it sounds like uh, you guys are well on your way to doing that with, uh, you know, Wina Group Speedway, Williams Lake, Gold Pen, all of those great tracks. And uh, there's a lot of good things happening out there in Western Canada. Uh, stock car racing is alive and well and growing and thriving. And uh, it's through efforts like what you guys are doing there. That's uh, That's what it's all about, man. Yeah, it was cool listening to uh, Trevor Sieverth on there, and um, a bunch of our guys actually went down and ran their October race at the Street Stocks last year, and uh, we've had a couple of them come up for our race, and I know Billy Coles, maybe, maybe that's the guy you got to get on your show. Uh, he runs RS1 cars and Street Stocks, and, and he's a big help there, and it's cool to see you know Trevor's excitement and passion, and, and I think we, we hold a lot of that. We're trying really hard to to just get guys racing and, and we'll sort out rules. We'll, we'll deal with that. We've been doing that all winter now, but it, just get guys to the track. The bigger, the better. Let's have some fun. And, and you, you've seen it. I know you have too, but um, you know, when a guy needs a hand, it's your competitor that's passing you apart to put on your car. And to me, that's what makes me proud of this sport. And um, the, the family that I have up there, I drive up from Calgary to, to be at the races and it's that family up there that I love and that have supported me when I was racing that I, I keep going back to. Uh, we're all one. I can guarantee you that. How do fans find out more about the Speedway, uh, scheduling, all of that good stuff? Uh, what's their best pointers? I guess social media. What do you got going on? Yeah, for sure. Um, they can find us on Facebook at Peace Area Motorsports Association and Heights Motor Speedway. We're also uh, HeightsSpeedway.com and on Instagram at HeightsSpeedway. So those are places we're updating pretty regularly, and they can message us any questions, stuff like that. Ian, do me a favor. Uh, when you get time, uh, fire me some names, some team names. I need some driver names. We're going to get them on this very program, and uh, we're, we're going to find out more about the teams that are running out there. Uh, we'll, we'll put a face to some names and uh, definitely get you back on the show to get everybody up to date before the green flag goes in the air out there in Alberta. Sound good? Joe, that'd be great. we got some really cool multi-generational race teams here at the Speedway that I think would put on some great interviews for you. I guarantee it. Ian, thanks so much for the time tonight on Race Time. You be safe, and I know we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Joe and Joe Jr., and have a great night. Hey, man. You betcha. Ian Burgess out there at Height Speedway. Cool, cool racetrack. Uh, did you see the one on Rev TV? Did you see the broadcast? So on I, there? I have not, uh, but uh, but I've seen the racetrack now. Um, there's actually quite a bit of content online. Uh, they do a great job with that. Um, a nice little three eighths mile. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's perfect, yeah, really. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's it's really funny that we didn't know about it. Yeah, I know. I, I, it's, hey. it's hard to sneak stuff up on us when it comes time for racetracks. Now, I will say that our West Coast coverage is a little bit harder. We're a little bit more disconnected to the West than we are to the East. Um, but that's just through years, right? There, well, there's a big country. And a big that's country about to that's change. That's about to change big time. Yeah. And, you know, when it comes time for, um, you know, asphalt short tracks, that's that's our bread and butter. Yep. I love it. Love asphalt short tracks. And, you know, for, for me to not know that there was a 3 eighths mile racetrack up there, I would love to go up there and, and check it out. 
um, just to see what it's all about. And, and uh, uh, definitely, you know, what a hotbed up there as well, right? Like, you know, up there, there's really, you know, the, the job base fits so perfectly with who the local Saturday night short track racer is. Oh, yeah. Huge. They're, Huge. You know, tradesmen. Um, they're, you know, they're, they're service personnel. Um, you it's know, the demographic, it's, right it's, it's the demographic perfectly. And, and, you know, up there, there's a lot of mining, a lot of oil patch, a lot of, you know, and, and, you know, decent paying jobs in that corridor. Right. So, um, you know, there's, there's usually, uh, there's usually some, some good opportunities and, and, uh, what a little hotbed, um, for the sport and, and, uh, looking forward to following along. I, that's the number one thing that I can say is, I'm gonna I'm gonna be keen in. Yeah. Lots more to come, I can guarantee you that. Final break of the night. We'll be back. Stay right there. Hey Ray fans, this is Larry Barrio and you're listening to Race Time Radio on Sirius XM Channel 167, Canada Talk. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, channel 167. Race Time Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home. From two wheels to four and so much more, Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Rev TV offers you the best seat in the house to feel the rush. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. The Daytona 500 is coming to Sirius. SXM NASCAR Radio on Sunday, February 20th. Charging to the inside. Don't miss a lap. Channel 90. Race of Champions, live on Rev TV. See some of the greatest drivers in the world battle it out in identical cars to prove they're the fastest racer on the planet. Race of Champions, snow and ice, 2022 on the frozen Baltic Sea, 60 miles from the Arctic. Rev TV now on free preview. Contact your TV provider today. Cold temperatures mean we light fires to warm up or cook on, sometimes even to survive. Quick, quick fire starters are a must in your kit, in your sled, ATV, or vehicle. Quick, quick just may save your life if you get stranded this winter. Enjoy the winter. We're Canadian, and so is Quick, quick. They're available online. Go to quickwick.com and they ship to your door. Quickwick fire starters. They work. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store. You can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Anigadish, Nova Scotia, and Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers, get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Drivers! Start your engines! 
Welcome back to the track. Live on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM 167. I tell you what's on my mind. It's butt cold out here, and I'm fresh out of beer. As cold as what it was there a couple of days ago. Only tipping the scales at minus 7 right now. Uh, feeling kind of balmy out there right now uh, compared to what we had a few days ago. It's going to warm up a little bit through the week. And then uh, we're going to take the big deep freeze plunge once again. But uh, weather's been crazy. It's cold down in Florida. Uh, 24 hours of Daytona. Got to put it out to Castro Neves and uh, Michael Shank racing the 60 Sirius XM car uh, in DPI goes to victory lane. Uh, Ricky Taylor right there, Junior. I know you missed the end of it. Ricky Taylor was uh, the drive for four. He wanted to win that fourth Rolex watch in a row, uh, but uh, he came up a little bit short. He was looking really stout. And um, you know that Konica, Konica car? Um, what was looking like about five minutes left to go. It was like, uh, oh, Helio uh, hit a passing gear, like push to pass when it lasted five minutes and just kept pulling away. away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the traffic, uh, they had a caution, a uh, full course caution with um, uh, 20 minutes thereabouts. Don't quote me on that. 20 minutes left to go on the race. And, um, of course, that stacks everybody back up, right? You yeah. got four cars on the lead lap in most of the classes that were on the track. Yep, yep. And uh, it sort of stacked everybody up. And uh, it took, uh, I'm going to say, four or five laps for those DPI cars to make it all the way around the track and start catching uh, the slower uh, class that was on the track. And then it was the traffic jam and passing the lap cars. Now, uh, you expect, and we see it all the time in racing, when the fast guy comes up on the slower guy, uh, they move over and let the fast guy go. Well, they don't do that when they're running for position in their class, and you got five different classes on the track, correct? Like they do in the twenty-four hours of Daytona. Yep. Now they have to find a way around um, without it being, uh, you know, in stuck or racing. Uh, it, it's a no-brainer. You're in the way, and I'm going to give you the chrome horn once, and if you don't move, I'm going to move you. Um, and, and they don't do that in road racing. No. It's more of a gentleman-style racing. Uh, gloves were off today at Daytona. Uh, it was some hard ro- hard-nosed, real, uh, very, very entertaining racing that I've seen on Rev TV Canada out the window, like dynamite stuff. It was a really good kickoff uh, to the, IMSA, the, the 24 hours of Daytona, a brand new season for them. Yeah, for sure. That WeatherTech series is, uh, you know, since NASCAR took it over, it is um, really leaps and bounds. You know, it, it, the quality of competition, the quality of car that's on the racetrack, the closeness of competition, um, just a, a, a really unique deal. You know, I think back to some of the old Rolex races where the guy would win by like five laps. Or <laughs> Remember you the know. year Max Pappas won? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What, he, uh, they had a two-by-four uh, sort of strapping the rear end together or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, but they had like a one-hour lead, mm-hmm. I want to say, uh, in that Momo 
yep. Momo car. Yep. Um, I remember that was one of the very first 24 hours of Daytona I watched when uh, Mad Max went out there and won it. I remember they used to, on Speed Channel, they used to cover the entire 24 hours. Yep. And I stayed up and I watched the entire 24 hours. That was, I, And I think it was the first time in a long time that they actually had a channel where they covered the whole thing. Yeah. And Back uh, on Speed. Yeah, yeah, back on Speed Channel. Or it was Speed Vision back then. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, that was the first year. I want to say it was the first year that the Viper was there. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they they had the Corvette, they had the Viper, and and there was uh, the the big uh, the big challenge there with those guys and and uh, Gurney's team, and uh, you know, just a, a bunch of Hurley Haywood. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there was uh, you know the the just incredible incredible feat of engineering to make it to the end now it's not about making it to the end you gotta you gotta race your way in too uh the past couple of years there's been that late race hey. well not necessarily 20 minutes but there's been the late race where they bunch back up and they're within a lap of each other and they're on different pit cycles there and was a like lot that. of cars on track at the end of this one joe yeah uh, like i want to say sure. 60 some odd cars yep, yep like that's unheard of yeah absolutely but they're making cars more dependable these days yep. and there was a big race uh Side by side, trade and paint, the whole shot. Uh, two Porsches at the end. Yep. Uh, but I, d- I don't know who they were. Yeah. I don't know yep. who they were, and I don't even know what class they were. I was so focused in on the, uh, on the uh, DVIs yep. and the Sirius XM car. I was yep. uh, I was really pumped for Julio Castroneves. Uh, interviewed him in Toronto at the Honda Indy Toronto. Uh, did that a couple of years. Helio's a great guy. And uh, I know if I seen him today, he would say, hey, I remember you. Uh, yeah, like, sure. we, we had fun. So yeah. I was kind of keyed in on those guys. And Ricky Taylor, we've had him on the show, Yep. Uh, you know, quite a few times. And uh, kind of cool to see Ricky Taylor, Wayne Taylor racing. Um, they did a great job. It was a great 24 hours of Daytona. But, hey, it's in the books. And now let's get those stock cars out. Uh, the Coliseum and in L.A., Next weekend, it is the Clash NASCAR Cup Series racing back on the racetrack. Um, it's going to be off the hook. Don't forget, Sirius XM NASCAR Radio uh, is where you want to tune if you can't be in front of your TV. Yep. Uh, and even some people that do get in front of their TV, it is not unheard of uh, to have the TV on and Sirius XM NASCAR Radio on with the call MRN, uh, PRN whichever, uh, but it is on Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. And uh, Daniel, uh, Daniel, El Supremo uh, was instrumental in helping me uh, uh, get Corey on tonight. So we really appreciate that. And all of our friends at Sirius NASCAR Radio. I wish there was a way that you could get it to sync up. So that yeah, the, I know. The, well, so that the it's TV, a delay, right? Yeah, so that the TV and the, and the radio could be at the same time. Uh, that, would be, that would be a game changer because I... I love the way that MRN and PRN both call the race, um, but when you watch it, when you try to do the two, um, I almost got to watch it or listen to it. Ah. One or the other. It's, I, I wish that I wish that it was sunk up because I would do that all day long. There is nothing like Bagley when he hits that other octave and he gets yep. excited. Yep. Him and Dave Moody. Uh, no. uh, like all those guys, they yep. just do such a good job and it's back, baby. Uh, yep. the wait is over. The off season is done. We're at least we had some NASCAR racing and, uh, it's going to be back on the track, but you know what, junior, 
That's going to do it for you and I here tonight. Two hours. She be gone, Saigon. Absolutely. Uh, Five wanna... Canadians heading down to the down to the World Series of so far. Soccer races. So far. So far. That's exactly where I was heading with this. Um, looking forward to more seeing to if there added. are more um, that that are going. You know, yep. we still haven't heard the names like Nicholas Noggle. We haven't heard the names like Brandon Watson. Blah 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 blah. Right? Yeah. There's a bunch of names that we haven't heard yet. Oh yeah. And uh, looking forward to to hearing some more names. Well, that's gonna do it for us. Got to thank Susie here, right here in the Race Time Radio Studio. Scotty, if it's you back in Toronto, thanks, buddy. And uh, so glad we're back with you live on Sirius XM. And we will be again next Sunday night, 7 p.m. Eastern. We'll catch you then. Be safe, everybody. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent.